right, guys, welcome back to Real Mid Talk. Today, we're going to be talking about the election again. We're going to be talking a little bit more detail about um, um, about some of the things that are going on in our country, the importance of, uh, of why it is to vote. Um, one of the major things that we're going to be talking about today is our children, um, how the government is after our children, the, these, um, the, these senators and stuff writing up these bills about these uh, transgenderism. Um, I'm back with Kyler Sal. I'm excited. Let's get started on Real Mid Talk. Welcome to Real Men Talk, discussing the tough issues facing men and their families every day. Here are your hosts. All right, guys. Here we are. We're back. Kyler Sal, what's going on, Kyler? Hey, guys. How are you? It's always great to have you on. All right, so we've got we've got a lot to talk about, a lot to talk about. So first and foremost, first and foremost, I want to I want to start off with truth. We'll start off with the truth. The truth is the word of God. Um, and there is there is nothing. I know we live in a postmodern society. I know that that everybody tells us that truth is relative, all this good stuff. But before we have to set we have to set boundaries before we go any further. And that boundary is there is absolute truth. That absolute truth is the word of God. Okay. So with this election coming up, November 8th, I, I, I truly mean this whenever I say this, this may, this may be the most important election of our time. I have never felt such an urgency about an election before. And, and I'm all about voting. I'm all about, you know, standing up for what I believe, um, you, you know, all that good stuff. But I'm telling you this, this election is vitally important. What we are doing is it, we, as Christians, as Christian men, we have to voice the importance of voting. We have to to voice the importance of doing our part. It's not. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about voting because um, you, you know. Hey, we're Americans, and that's what we. That's what we do. You know, ha ha ha. That, that's that's not what I'm talking about. America was orchestrated. It was set up. It was set up for us to be a voice. And our voice is our vote. And if we don't get out and vote, then we have no voice. We have no voice. And so um, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what God's going to do this, through this election. I think that, that we are, we are going to have to stand up. I think God is calling us to stand up um and, and get out and and voice our our opinions and voice what we are what we believe and i think that right now is such a crucial time yeah and even if you i mean listen i've never been i mean until i've had children like voting yes i wanted to go vote but if you don't go vote you have zero opinion on anything and Yes, this might be the most important election, but if you are not acting as if every election is not important, then you are not really expressing what you need to be expressing. Everything, it doesn't matter who you put into the office, they have 
that option now to make influential changes in the government in our daily lives. So yes, even, even if this doesn't look like an important election to you, every election is important because of who we put in there has that position of power now. That's right. They, they work for us, regardless of what the government says or what they're, you know, the overreaching tyrannical government that, that they're trying to, to establish the government works for the people. And when we vote people with with morals, our government will have morals. Mm-hmm. When we vote people who are immoral, our government will be immoral. And yep. you see the, the the process of of what has happened over the se- the last several decades where the Christians, the conservatives, the, the the people who hold moral values have not voted. They, yeah, I mean, you talk to them all the time. You know that they've got opinion about stuff, but they're not going to get out and vote for it. It's like, come on, guys, what are you doing? And I think one of the reasons, and this is this is one of the main points I want to talk about tonight. I, I think one of the main reasons that I think that this election is so vitally important is because they are after our children. Mm-hmm. The government is after our children. Satan is after our children. I shouldn't say our government is after our children. Satan is after our children. Um, and we we have to know we have to know what is going on, what is happening in in other states in our government, in in this land, we have to know. We have to educate ourselves. We have to know what we're dealing with so we know how to fight back. Matthew chapter 18. This is this is what the Lord thinks about. This is these words are in red. This is what Jesus thinks about children. He says, He called a child to stand with him, to stand among them. True truly I tell you, he said. Unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child, this one is the greatest of the kingdom of heaven. And whoever becomes one be, becomes one child like this in my name welcomes me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to fall away, it would be better for him if a heavy milestone were hung around his neck and were drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of offenses, for offenses will inevitably come, but woe to the person by whom the offense comes. I, I want to encourage you to go back and read that. That's Matthew 18, 2 through 7. Jesus feels very strongly about children. He feels very strongly about about the, leading them astray. And the you know it says, "Woe to the world because of offenses." For offenses offenses will eventually inevitably come, but woe to that person by whom the offense comes. And there's offenses. We are in that time that that the offenses have come. 
And, and Jesus says, woe to the person by whom the offenses come. And um, we, we have, to, we have got to be educated. We have to know our children are at stake. Our children are important. They're important not only to us. My children are extremely important to me, but they are important to to Jesus. They are important to the kingdom of God. They are the next generation of of Bible believing, sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit believers that can impact a nation. They are the next generation. And this is the reason why Satan is attacking them so hard. This is the reason why he's terrified. He's terrified of what they get, what they're capable of. He's terrified of what they're going to do because they will stomp on his head. If the Lord tarries and our children grow up, they will thump his head. They will stand for truth. And he's terrified of it. Well, yeah, and you look at it, and I mean, think to yourself, think about it. I mean, even in church, when you're sitting in church on Sunday mornings, who is up at the front worshiping God? It's our youth. Are you the first ones up there? They are worshiping God. They crave that because they crave the father. They crave the person who made them because they still have that childlike faith that the Lord calls us to have. He doesn't, he is focusing on the children because the children haven't been tainted by life. They haven't been tainted by all these bad things. They don't have that full understanding. Yes. He loves, he loves us. He loves, you know, us as we grow up and become adults and we have a little bit more of a um, knowledge and wisdom to us. But that's with our kids. They're molding us. They are a fresh plate. That's why everybody's after our kids because they they are the future. Everybody knows they are the future. The devil knows they are the future. The devil knows that they are the foundation of the family. So if they're going through and they are the devil is attacking them and going for them, it's because he's trying to change the future. He's trying to change the the narrative. He's trying to change what it's going to be because he knows that's where it starts. That's why it's such an important battle because they are what's going to happen within the next decade, within the next century, within the next two decades. I mean, it's pretty close because these kids are growing up and they're influential and they're, they have voices as we've seen it in the news and all over the place. They are not afraid to stand up and talk and shout and say what they need to say. That's right. And I, and I believe that there is uh, not only is the attack on our children at an all time high, but I, I believe that we are seeing a remnant mm-hmm. be raised up out of our children you know, because every time you you look any time in history, any time in history, as hard as Satan is fighting, there's always that remnant that that rises up just as as strong, as, well stronger than than he he is and what he's capable of. Yes, he is. He is, you know, confusing our children. Yes, he is. He all these things. But there is a remnant of our children that are rising up. Like I don't, I don't know that I've ever seen. There's a bombardment of of just junk that is coming towards our children like never before. And one of the main things that is happening, this seems to be a trend. And, th- and this has been a trend for a while, and I, and I will show, um, show everybody why it is. Um, but the sexualization of our children, um, this, is, this is such a big, big part because – I'm going to be real honest with you. I think part of it is if you can sexualize a child, if you can get a child to 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 believe that that sex outside of marriage, that all this stuff is okay, then you can get them to to want to believe in postmodernism. 
because God made sex good, mm-hmm. intentionally feels good. And so if they can if they can seek pleasure and you know and, and justify it per se, then then they're going to. And so it makes postmodernism so easy. You know, so we're talking about, you know, I mean, really the sexual uh, revolution back in like the 60s really started this whole movement. And um, here we are in the 2000s and, you know, music, movies and TVs, culture, every everything that is everything, everything that our children know has been sexualized. Everything. Um, you know, of course, you got the, the whole transgender and homosexuality. You got um, confu- you know, children being confused, and now they're wanting to mutilate. And I know that's a big word that, that you know that's that's a harsh word, but I, I I mean it. You know, they're wanting to mutilate our children, and we'll get into detail. Some of the stuff that they're they're doing later on, you know, they're 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 setting the the child up against the parents, you know, um, abortions without uh, without parent parental consent, you know, which makes sex that much easier. If you uh, you know if you're if you're a girl or a boy, you can have your girlfriend, or you as a girl can can go and have an abortion without anybody knowing. Mm-hmm. None the wiser. Then there's no consequences for what you do, none. And uh, you know now that they're, they're trying to pass these laws for, um, you, you know, if you don't affor- affirm your trans child, it's child abuse and da da. And we're going to get into all that tonight. Um, and th- well, there, there's a, there's a lot to unpack here. So uh, you, you know, getting getting right into it, you know. Music and, and I didn't even. I, I'm disappointed in myself. I'm disappointed in myself. So I started kind of looking up. I did, was doing some research on you know like the sexualization of music, and um, like I didn't even realize. I didn't realize you know some of these some of these songs I'm gonna bring up go back to like 2003. Um, you know, and I, I pulled this. I pulled these songs off of a list of the most sexualized music videos. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and I've, I've seen most, I mean, 2003, good grief. I, I had just grad. I was a senior in high school um, or I had graduated high school in 2000. Did I graduate in 2003? No, I graduated in 2002. <laughs> my bad. Uh, I was, <laughs> I was in kindergarten. So. Yeah. Telling my age. And, um, yeah. And so like, I remember, I remember seeing some of these and, it, and I didn't like, it never really dawned on me. And then I'm going back and I'm doing this research and I was like, holy smokes. I remember that video. And I was like, Oh, it was bad. Oh my goodness. You know, things like, um, uh, I don't even know what that, what her name is. There's Sierra. Uh, Sierra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One two step, two thousand four. I don't remember that song. I All do, right. which is 
kind of sad because I was like, oh, this is a good song. And I was like, oh, wait, no, it's not. You're right. <laughs> yeah. And you were in first grade. I and, was. Uh, I didn't know any better. <laughs> My bad. You know, but but who doesn't remember the song Stacy's Mom by Fountains of Wayne? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Stacy's Mom has got it going. Anyways. All right. So I'm not a singer. Anyways. um, And you get into some, you, you know, or like. Christina Aguilera, Dirty, you know, it came out in 2002. And, um, yeah, I remember that one. Uh, Beyonce, Partition, come out in 2003. Then you got this this song, this newer stuff, and it's like, it, it like takes things to a whole new level. This Cardi B song, this, this WAP. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what that stands for, don't look it up. It's not worship and praise, folks. No, it's not. I'm <laughs> guessing you've heard that story. I should have. It is not yeah. it. That is that is not that is not it. Um, it is it is awful. And our young kids, our young kids are watching these things. Our young kids are you, you, they look up to these people, and they're putting out this stuff like this, and and just. You know, and you can go in, you can go into to artist after artist after artist of of people who just over sexualize everything in their videos, mm-hmm. you know, and um, it is it is sad because our kids, they the, the music they listen to, the videos that they watch, it they absorb it. And us as parents, us as parents, we better be checking what our kids are watching and putting into their minds. When you think about it, like half the kids, I mean, as a teacher, I go through it. I'm like, do you guys even know what that song means? No, I don't like, they don't sit down and they don't, they don't realize what the lyrics are actually saying. They just like, Oh, that's got a good beat. That that sounds good. Like that's, that's in my feelings right then and there. But what they don't understand is that's still slowly seeping into their minds. It's slowly seeping into their spirit that they have and what they allow, um, into their lives is what is eventually going to be allowed later on. I mean, that's just different avenues for the devil to get into them and, and to create a pathway for him to create a little nesting ground to keep adding in more and more and more. It's like, Oh, you like that one? Oh wait, here's this one. And so then he sends more and more and more. And it's just, you've got to be protective. You have to, to be there with your kids knowing exactly. I'm not saying you've got to be that stalker parent, that helicopter parent all the time. I mean, right at the very beginning while you're teaching them, you may have to be, but if they, they don't understand because they're not taught right and wrong, that is your job is to teach them what's right. What is wrong to show them, Hey, this is not good because of this. This is how this is not. And if we are not slowly, or if we're not protecting them and showing them, it's going to slowly seep into their lives. That's right. You know, and then you move into, you move into like the TV shows that they, that they watch, you know, and, and I'm going to name off some of these TV shows. And I, I don't think that any of them is rated like mature. Um, they're all rated, would be rated like so, you know, like PC-13 or TV-14 or whatever, whatever that rating is, mm-hmm. um, you know. But it's like they deliver an, a, an unreal expectation of sex, mm-hmm. you know, like Rivendale. I remember sitting down and trying to watch somebody. It was somebody's like, "Oh yeah, you got to check out this show. This show's good, right?" So Dusty and I, my wife, we sit down and we start watching this. And I'm going, "What the heck are we watching?" 
like I don't I don't think that I made it through more than just a couple of episodes. I'm like I'm not I, like I'm done. No, you know, and like the, there wasn't any quote unquote nudity and a whole bunch of language and stuff like that. But the insinuation of what was going on, the relationships, the you know the the students having sex with their teachers and you know and stuff. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, stop! This is yeah. this is not okay. This this is not okay. Then you get in shows like Gossip Girl and Outer Banks, and again, these are just TV shows that are that are on just TV. You know that, that you know if you put parental ratings on your uh you know on your Netflix and and stuff like they can they can still find this stuff. Well, yeah, and think it, about like The Bachelorette. I mean, there is a whole po- point of The Bachelorette where it's called Fantasy Suites. The whole purpose is to go in and pretty much have sex with the other person. I mean, that's the whole point. What what else were they? They're like, oh, no, we're not implying that. Okay, then what's the whole point of Fantasy Suites? Why right. can't they just continue doing everything else that they're supposed to? Why do they have to go to a room with no cameras in order to do this? Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And then we go even younger. You know, let's let's go to Disney. You know, not most of the TV shows. I know. I know. And, ah. and, you know, and the thing is, it's like most used to. Used to it's it's worse now, but most of the Disney shows even then they were they were pretty innocent. You you know what I mean? I mean the uh, obviously not perfect or whatever, but you can allow your younger kids to watch those. You know, um, but you see what they've done mm-hmm. with these Disney uh, stars. You know, like Selena Gomez, uh, Zac Efron, Miley Cyrus. You know, and and how they have sexualized them. And there's there's a long list of Disney stars that have gone on to make awful movies. Mm-hmm. You know, movies that I won't watch. You know, Zac Efron's one of them. You know, I remember watching you know, the kids watching. What was that? Um, that basketball movie, the Disney movie. Um, um, High School Musical. Or whatever, you know. I remember my kids watching that, and then coming out with movies, and I'm like, "This is this is not the same person. This is this you know, is not." Well, when you look at like Cole Sprouse on Sweet Life of Zach and Cody when I was a kid, I mean, it was like this. It was a show about two twins that were on this deck, um, this right? uh, oh, what is it? oh this boat. Uh, cruise cruise ship, and their mom was this singer, and she was on there. Anyways, they lived there. Well, and he came out and he talked about how <coughs> how it is violently defensive even to work for Disney because of how much they actually try to change the narrative and sexually exploit the kids. I mean, later on, I mean, half of them, when, when I was a kid, they started doing not only were you in the Disney Channel original movies or Disney Channel original series, but you then started singing and doing like different types mm-hmm. of um, music videos for them. And he talks out about how um, he was like, everybody was like, oh, well, you made it out unscathed. He's like, no, we didn't. We we got out of it, but we still were sexualized the whole time from an early age. And that's pretty much made us to where we're at today. Yep, absolutely. As a matter of fact, one of them is on that Rivendell. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know which one it is, but, you know, but then then you go on to TV shows that kids really shouldn't be watching that are more adult geared. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Being in the high school as much as I am, uh, in junior high, these kids 
they they watch every episode of these, you know, shows like Game of Thrones, um, Bridgeton, no, uh, and and so on and so on. And these these shows, they like they're bad. Like I don't I don't watch these shows. I'm I'm an adult. They're oh, inappropriate for me. Pants. Yeah. You know, and these kids are watching. As a matter of fact, the other day I was at the high school. And um, it was like, um, um, oh, what is it called? Uh, like, like a study hall, whatever. The kids didn't have academic anything lab. to do. They're yeah, right. academic lab. Um, and they had, uh, they were watching. It. You know what they were watching? They were watching that Jeffrey Dahmer series. Everybody is. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody wants to talk about it. We had a girl dress up as Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween because she said, quote, unquote, he's my favorite psychopath. Oh, my gosh. First off, why do you have a favorite psychopath? We need to talk about that. But they're (laughs) normalizing that that's okay. We are trying to desensitize and normalize everything to our children because, and this little, oh, where's that? Oh, it's called Little Demon. Have you seen that one? No, that's the new one on Demon where her where she's the Antichrist. Yes, she's the Antichrist, and she even says like their mom's in the car. I watched the trailer of it. The mom's in the car. They're running away from the dad, quote unquote, <coughs> quote unquote Satan. And uh, she goes, "You, you know what? Your dad's Satan. You're the Antichrist." I'm like, first off, that's completely ridiculous. Because why is that even in a is a cartoon? Now they did label it an adult cartoon. But still, kids are going to get on there because, I mean, it's a cartoon. They're going to think it's for them. And it doesn't matter where they put it. The kids are going to watch it. They slowly – everything is at everybody's fingertips. And they think that it's safe and it's not safe anymore. No, it's not. It's not at all. Um, Then you get into movies. Name me a movie that doesn't have a sex scene in it. Exactly. I mean, they're out there, but there's not very many of them. You know, and, and you know, anything that's going to say Ghostbusters. But it's wrong. No, especially not the original one. (laughs) Yeah, that's Um, true. I was thinking of the new one with (laughs) Melissa McCarthy, and then I thought to myself, anything with her in it. No, that ain't no. Yeah, no. No, that's that's a whole different type of sexualization that they're doing. You know, that's a feminist. Yes. Man. Anyways, we won't get into that. That's for another time. Um, <laughs> that's for another time. Um, you, you know, and, and even if it doesn't have like nudity and all this cussing and stuff in it, it's still there is still a sexualization of uh, of these movies. And our, our kids are just they're absorbing it. They're just everywhere they go. Um Every movie that they watch is is celebrating and promoting sex and and the vast excuse me the vast majority of the time I would say ninety five percent of the time that may be a little bit much we'll go ninety percent of the time it's sex outside of marriage well yeah you know and so you see this and. Like everything, everything, and it, and it would be easy to take each and every one of these and label it as a different thing. This is one big scheme from the enemy mm-hmm. that has been going on for many, many years, many years, and us as a culture has set back and allowed it, allowed it to happen. 
Sorry, let's and, change that for a little bit. Us as the church has allowed it to yes. happen. Yes. Because exactly. the culture has been there, but we've just allowed it to seep more and more into it because we have decided to just sit back on our pew that, well, I don't know, we're scared to get up from or something and actually do what we're supposed to and be the church that's supposed to lead people, is supposed to help people. Yes, absolutely. And um, so we got, I want to get into like the culture. Let's let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and get into the culture. All right. So along with like the TV, the, the TVs, um, shows and the movies and stuff like that. Look at any commercial. Do you remember the Hardee's commercials with Paris Hilton? No, you no. may have been a little bit young. I forget you're that young. Yeah, where like she was like washing the car in a bathing suit while eating a Hardee's burger. Yeah, he, people were like, you know, people from like the churches were like boycotting Hardee's and stuff like that. Now it's normal. I mean, every, everybody does it. And it's it it's crazy. You look at any billboard. You don't look at go walk into any clothing store. Oh yeah, well you. I went through. Uh, I took the boys this weekend on a swim meet to uh, Springfield, Missouri, and they had this nice big. It was a two day swim meet. Well, I took them to Bass Pro. Well, if you go upstairs to Bass Pro, it shows you all the different like um, places they started. Like they started back in like nineteen fifty something. Then they bought Cabela's. Anyways, well, it shows all the original magazines and catalogs and everything else. Well, they had a calendar that came out. And that calendar had a picture of a man on the front and then had a picture of a girl that was hinting at that she wasn't wearing any clothes while she was fishing for that whole calendar. And yep. so, and that's what sold. That was in the eighties. That was, that's not even close to today. I mean, we're talking 30 years ago at least. Right. But that's, we've allowed that normalcy to seep through slowly, but surely. I mean, and that's what's going to end up happening is slowly, but surely if we allow it, it's going to keep seeping into it through our different innuendos that we allow. And we as a church, exactly right. we've got to get up and we've got to stop. We've got to, if we want the culture narrative to change, then you get out and you do something about it and you stop sitting down. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I mean, good grief. Walk through, walk through a mall. You got to walk right past the Victoria's Secret every time. Yep. You you walk into any clothing store, there, there's, there's a women's, you walk by a women's line, every one of them are, you know, their bras and panties or they dress unrealistic. You know, they're using they're using 20, 25 year old girls for for a teenage clothing line and, you know, so on and so forth. And and I mean, like they say, sex sells. It does. You know, obviously it's been proven because that's what they keep using. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. All right. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the, this transgenderism and in, in homosexuality. Uh, we'll be right back after the spring. This portion of The Real Men Talk is brought to you by RL Persons Construction. For over 29 years, they have been a regional leader completing projects that include private, municipal, state, and federal agencies of all types. From mass grading, utilities, concrete of all types, to buildings both conventional and pre-engineered steel. You can expect excellence in all aspects of their finished work. Contact them today at 573-686-5500. 
888-888-1323 and let them know you appreciate them bringing you Real Men Talk. If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion. This portion of Real Men Talk is brought to you by The Jewelers Bench. They are a full-service jewelry store offering many styles of gold, silver, diamonds, and gemstones. And all jewelry repair is done in-house so you can get your treasured pieces back as soon as possible. They are also a licensed Citizen Watch dealer. Make sure to visit them today at 1353 Northwestwood or call 573-686-1522. Call or stop in and thank them for bringing you Real Men Talk. If you have a question about this week's show, please drop us an email to realmen at palaceofpraise.com. We would love to hear from you. And now back to the show with Anthony Kernut. All right, guys, welcome back. So we're going to dig right into this uh, transgenderism and homosexuality. I think one of the biggest things that they are doing, the enemy, is bringing confusion to our children. Um, it is, it's heartbreaking being in the schools and these kids. It is, you know, and here we are. We live, we live in a little town um, of Papa Bluff, Southeast Missouri. You know, right in right in the middle of the Bible Belt, right in you know, middle of nowhere. We're literally three days travel time from California. You know, all these miles and and, and all this stuff, and we see it infiltrating our schools like something fierce. You know, I, I. It, it it really it really does break my heart the confusion that our children are experiencing you know and they talk about they talk about this stuff like it's um society talks about this stuff like it, it you know like it's a good thing you know oh you're you're good you you know you're you're um you know you're so brave and the the word the wordings okay so so just the way that they that they word things now it's it's confusing in and of itself so i found this um i found these explanations of of their definitions 
is what it is of uh, sex, gender, and, and gender identity. It was from Planned Parenthood. Is where I got these uh, these definitions from. I know, but uh, as I was doing some some research and stuff, this is this is what this is their definition of sex. Sex is a label that usually first that's usually first given by a doctor based upon the genes, hormones, and body parts, quote unquote, like genitals you're born with. It goes on your birth certificate and describes your body as a female or ma- or male. Some people's sex doesn't fit into male or female called intersex. Okay, so this is the diff- this is the definition that they gave. Then you go into gender. Okay? This is their definition definition of gender. Gender is how society thinks we should look, think, and act as girls and women and boys and men. Each culture has beliefs and informal rules about how people should act based on their gender. For example, many cultures expect and encourage men to be more aggressive than women. You see what they did there? Then you go on to, now they have a definition for gender identity. Gender identity is how you feel on the inside and how you show your gender through clothing, behavior, and personal appearance. It's a feeling that begins early in life. So you've got you they give three different definitions. Sex is what you're assigned at birth. Gender is what society says that you are. And gender identity is how you feel on the inside. What's not confusion about that? So society can label you, but your body parts can't. Right. Hmm. Like it, So feeling I'm confused over facts. Reading it. Got it. Yeah, and so if you notice, this reeks of postmodernism. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's our kids. Our kids are are that they're being so manipulated, and the thing is, is like all of this. You know, they they want to talk about um, how you know. Suicide and depression and all these things are at, a, at an all-time high. And LGBTQ um, children and so you know you want to know why? Because it's unnatural. What mm. they are experiencing is goes against everything that they are. It's everything you're created to be. I mean, it looks. At one of its under what's gender identity it says your feelings about your gender identity begin as early as two or three years of age. I can tell you my two year old upstairs is worried about her dinner and what toy she's going to play with next. That's it. That's it. If she's talking about her gender identity, it's because her parents or something that I've let her be exposed to is allowing that conversation that that spirit to enter. So that is on me. That is not on them. Yes. You know, 
And when when you're a young boy, everything inside you screams about tells you that you're a young boy. When yeah, you're a young girl. Everything about you tells you that you are a young girl. You want to know why? Because that's the way that God created us. Mm-hmm. And there are hormones and everything functions that way for a reason. Mm-hmm. Read the Bible. You know, so when when you tell a young boy or a girl that they are different than what they are, it automatically brings confusion and brings a spirit of of homosexuality for one but there there is the spirits that are attached to the spirits of of depression and the spirits of suicide and all that stuff all of that stuff i i'll give you a real life encounter and i and this is this is it's almost terrifying. There was, I was at an event one time. Um, Dusty and I had, hadn't been married for very long. I was probably 23, 24 years old. And uh, we went to what, what we have Winterfest. Um, and it's a youth event. Dusty and I was part of the, the youth group um, as like youth leaders and stuff like that. And there was a young man there. And uh, I'll never forget our youth pastor's wife come by. And she said, hey, she pointed at me. She said, are you filled with the Holy Ghost? And I said, yeah. She said, I need you to come come with me. And I was like, okay. You know, so, you know, the service was going good and all this stuff. And we, and we go up to this boy. And the boy was a homosexual. And he had this spirit of, it, well, I'm going to tell you, he was demon possessed. Mm-hmm. And she's like, grab a hold of his feet and begin to pray. So I begin to pray for him. And all of a sudden, I watch, I watch this kid, and he's like bending over backwards. His voice is changing. It was it's probably one of the most terrifying things I have ever seen. Right. And and it, I mean, it it you can't fake this stuff. This this is real stuff. Mm-hmm. And and we prayed, we prayed the demons out of this boy. His voice changed. His voice, like he talked with this lisp and stuff beforehand, and you could hear it change. Like it went from like this lisp to like this real deep, and then he once once everything was done, it come to like this normal voice. And he had told us, he said, when when I got home, I had every intention on killing myself. He said, this I only come here because my mom made me, and it was my last decision for her. And um, you know. Those spirits attach itself to that lifestyle, mm-hmm. and you, you know they want to blame us, the the Christians, for telling them that they that's not really how they are, and it's our fault that you, you know they deal with suicidal thoughts, and it's our fault that they deal with depression, and and but it, that's that's not the case. The fact that they are lying to these kids and confusing and and giving them this and and allowing them to stay in this lifestyle that is that is demonic, that is one hundred percent demonic and not of God in any form or fashion. This is the reason why they are um, 
confused and suicidal and depressed. And you want to talk about depressed kids? Take a walk through our schools. Mm-hmm. Just, just all you got to do is stand on the side and watch kids walk by. You can point out that kid's depressed. That kid's depressed. That kid's had this going on. This kid said this going on. You could tell. And it's, it is heart wrenching. It is heart wrenching. Um, you know, when you begin to tell these kids that that it's okay for them to be this way, that or you know, I've heard of I've heard stories of parents. You know, their kids will be four or five years old. My child's gay. What What are you doing? What kind of a freaking parent are you? Like, no wonder your kid is confused. You are birthing confusion in your kid. You are you are taking them outside of the way that God created them, and you are it's it's mind boggling. It's mind boggling. You you like the we talked about him a couple of weeks ago. The the ten year old trans kid. Um, that was like a like a model. You remember us talking about that? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, ten years old, ten. Well, we had one. I'm not going to name any names or whatever, but somebody close to us in our uh, schools, the parents wanted to have a boy so bad. They they just wanted a boy. That eventually they had a baby and it was a girl, and they've they pretty much reassigned the gender from birth, saying that. They treated him like a, or treated her like a boy, dressed her as a boy, made her act like a boy, everything, all because that's what they wanted. They wanted to was a boy. That's how selfish is that? It's ridiculous. One well, to think about the psychological effects on that kid from day one. They're going to be confused because they're one thing. They their <laughs> their body, excuse me, identifies as one thing, but then their parents are telling them another thing. So now they're going against the norms just to make sure they're kids. So then eventually they got to say, you know what? We always wanted a boy. So then they're going to, that child's never going to feel good enough because they're, they're not a boy. Right. And so then what's going to end up happening? All this cascade of effects is going to happen all because we as a society have deemed that we can just pretty much tell our kids what they are going to be. And we can decide that for them. And that's not how it needs to work. I mean, God created, I mean, everything goes back to God created the family. He created the Christian family, one man, one wife. I mean, he, throughout the Bible, he throws in many different, many different analogies to how Christ loved the church and the Christ is his bride. I mean, it even says in Mark 10 through six, from the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female for Mm -hmm. this cause. Shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife and they shall become one flesh so they can know more or so they are no more, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man asunder. This is a whole, a whole point of the devil getting into this point is he's trying to break up the Christian family. He's trying to break up everything that God has ever made, everything that God has deemed well. I mean, from the very beginning, him creating Adam and Eve, I mean, is what he's, that was what he had ordained that was that's his design anything that's not of his design is what the devil is going to slowly put in there and he can slowly put in there one and another and i mean and we see it as he keeps adding more and more lies but i mean we keep adding more and more letters to the lgbtq plus minus i don't know whatever else they're going to add next whatever it is but that's what he does if he can just add one little nugget in for the next one he reached okay he reached one group okay now can i get to the next group can i get to the next group 
but we haven't done anything about it. We've not tried to stop it. We just keep letting it go and go and go. Yeah. You know, the next step, the next step is now they're, they're mutilating our kids. Yeah. And this, this is appalling. So if you're interested in like where we're getting our research from, so like the, um, uh, the definitions and stuff we got from PlannedParenthood.org. Uh, it's all spelled out, PlannedParenthood.org. And you can get on there and you can see, um, you know, they, they've got information for parents. If your kids are trans or or homosexual, uh, they've got, you, you know, if you're a teen, if you're a child, you know, how to deal with a child who's who's uh, trans. I mean, it's, it's appalling. It's appalling. But you can look it up for yourself. Um, and so I got I got kind of curious about um, about like this mutilation. So they're they're taking kids, they're taking kids, and really it's a horrendous act. Okay, um, and they are quote unquote. I know you can't see me, but quote unquote transitioning children from one sex to the other. Children, minors, kids who are under 18, the the Human Resource Foundation or Human Resource, it's the website is hrc.org. Okay. Um, they have set the limit, age limit, to 14 years old. So you can begin transitioning at 14 years old. Like I, I, I'm appalled. I mean, they're just now a 14 year olds just now basically really getting into their hormonal stage. And, and that's, that's the reason why they're doing it because they want them to be able to, to, to transition with the hormones that they're supposed to have the way that they feel. They're not even educated enough to make that decision. They're not even, they've barely reached. I mean, that's junior high age. That's seventh and eighth grade. I know some people that's middle school age. And so you're saying at middle school, if your kids can change their identity, then we might as well just go ahead and let them vote, let them pay their own bills, just send them out, whatever. Because I mean, that's, that's a life changing decision. So if they can make that life changing decision, then they need to have the rights and responsibilities to make other life changing decisions as well. You might as well just go ahead and, all of your parental rights, just sign them over at that point in time. Yep. Every one of them. Every one of them. So, so what is, what does transitioning mean? So I'm going to give you the definition that I found on those, on this website, this hrc.org says transitioning is the process of changing the way that you look and how people see and treat you so that you become the gender you feel on the inside. We'll let that sink in for a second. How warm and toasty they make it sound. Right? Transitioning can mean a lot of different things. It can involve medical treatments and hormones. It can involve changing your name and preferred pronouns. I'm sorry. That definition came from PlannedParenthood.org. I apologize. Um, so... <clears throat> What is what does it look like? What is the process of trans from uh, transitioning 
from one sex to the other? Well, I'm going to tell you. For trans men and some non-binary people, medical transition may include the following. Now, mind you, a trans man is a woman. Okay, who thinks that she's a man. I had to reread that a couple of times before I realized what was going on. So here's here's the process. This is this is the process of a woman transitioning to a man. They remove the breasts. They construct them a penis. They give them hormones, uh, basically testosterone, to to make you sound and look more like a man. And there's there's not any coming back from this. You know, and we're going to get it. We're going to get into that here in a little bit. So for a trans woman and some non-binary people, which means a man who thinks that he's a woman, they're going to give you hormonal therapy, basically estrogen, um, to create feminine characteristics such as uh, less body hair, breast, redistribution of body fat towards the hips and the breast. Um, They'll do breast implants. Um, They'll remove your testicles. Okay, I want to say that again. They're going to remove your testicles. Um, Laser hair removal from your face and other body parts. Um. They're going to shave your Adam's apple to make it smaller. They're going to to create uh, a smaller and more feminine facial uh, features. And then they're going to create a vagina by inverting your penal skin. Making it a neoclitoris. Sorry, they, the, the way one website puts it is they're making like become like. Like, I don't. Like become like is not the appropriate phrase to use. They are, they're literally for different functions. How, uh, like, I, how confused do you have to be? Now, my, like, I don't, I'm not angry. You know, people talk want to talk about like homo. Oh, he's a homophobic. I'm not homo. I'm heartbroken mm-hmm. at the the lie that these people have bought into that they are ruining their lives for an ideology. Even uh, you might even be able to call it a cult, and. There, there's no coming back. And again, we, we get down here. The World Professional Association for Transgender Health said hormones could be started at age 14. Two years earlier than groups previously um, advi- uh, advised in some surgeries, okay, surgeries, the surgeries that we were just talking about, can be done at the age of 15 or 17. A year or so earlier than the previous guidance. 
The group acknowledged potential risks, but said that it is unethical and harmful to withhold early treatment. Did you hear that? They acknowledged the risks of allowing these kids to start this early, but it is unethical and harmful to withhold early treatment. You know what they're classifying harmful? Well, if we if we don't give this person, uh, it, you know, if we don't give this young lady a penis, she might kill herself. Why don't you get her some daggum help? And that doesn't mean that doesn't that doesn't mean give her a penis. Yep. That that's not what that means. That means you she needs to find Jesus. Yes. Well, and they look at it, they after they've done all these surgeries, and I mean, even the Obama administration released that the amount of suicide rates in those people who have gone through gender reassignment rose twenty times. Well, that was comparable of, of other peers. So you're what they're allowing them to do is get a quick fix for a feeling for a second, and then they're going to raise. I mean, mortality rates. This one was nine point six percent, and the most of the risks of mortality rates was fifty three and a half years old. After yes. you've had a gender reassignment, that's about how long you lived. So if you're okay with living till fifty three and a half, I mean, go for it. But I'm telling you, it's not it's not worth it. It's not a quick fix. And that's what we're looking for. They're looking for something that's going to, it all goes back to that microwave society that we want everything right then and there. And the quick fix to our problem right then and there, our confusion is, hey, okay, let me spend this money to go through and let me get a gender reassignment so that I feel better in my skin. No, there's more there that we need to talk about first before we talk about your gender reassignment. Yes. Because your gender is not the issue here. If you think your gender is the issue, then we've got, I mean, there's more, there's roots to that problem. That's the issue. And most of them, I mean, it comes from a bad home life. It comes from not having the absence of a father figure. It comes from the absence of a mother figure. It comes from the absence of having a family. That's and right. What they're doing is they're just continuing the problem by not creating more families. They just want to be out on their own. They want to f- figure out this is their coping mechanism. And this is what we're allowing them to do. When all, we need to be doing is having that mother and father figure in the household and creating families again. That's right. You know, and, and all of this, all of this, when it all boils down to it, it is a slap in God's face. Mm -hmm. All of it. That's, that's what it boils down to. It is, it is the opposite of what God says and created things to be. Yeah. And that's the reason why the enemy's doing it. That's the reason. Well, anything, anything to go against God is what he's going to do. I mean, this is just one small. I mean, it it it's national headline news now. But I mean, this is this is his where we're at now. We've got to focus on this, fix this problem. Yes, but I mean, he's he's going to try to discredit God over and over and over and over again. He's going to take whatever's in the Bible and make it unfactual. This time it's the family. Right now it's making sure that men and women aren't don't see each other as men and women. They see each other as lesbian, gay, transgender, bi, whatever the plus sign is. Right. So, yeah. I mean. I, I found a video on YouTube. Um Ben Shapiro from Daily Wire did a um, 
an interview with what is her name? Helena Kirshner, I think is what it is. You can look this up on YouTube is where I found it. It says uh, the title of his former transgender teenager shares powerful story about going in and out of transgenderism. So basically this young girl talks about her story of, uh, of going through this transgender um, assignment reassignment. Sorry. Um, and the effects that it had on her, you know, the, her voice, um, you know, the, the, the rage, um, the anger, um, and stuff with, with all the, all the testosterone, you know, and, and, and stuff. Um, it, it's, it's a, it's a good, it's a good watch. It's only about 19 minutes long. We don't have time to, to play it on here, but I want to encourage you to look it up because there's not many of them who are standing up and standing out. Um, you know, and then we move on to our last point about how the government is taking the next step. And this is where the government comes in. They are trying to set apart, uh, uh, not, not set apart, they're trying to set a child against their parents. Okay, so so now, now if you want, if you want an abortion or if you want, if you're transgender, they have laws to protect you now. You know, they're right now. <clears throat> Kyle and I was looking at this. Um, let me get let me get to this over here. So you can find this information on Senate.mo.gov. Or this is MO. SD11.Senate.ca.gov. Okay. So you can find um, this Scott Weiner. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. I know. I, I can't teach say his you name like kids, guys. Come on, <laughs> can't say his name with it. Anyways, so he has wrote up a bill um, that is actually active in in the state of California right now, um, and he's he's boasting on here about how there are 19 other states who have or will introduce laws to protect trans kids from civil and criminal. Uh, Penalties when seeking trans or when seeking gender affirming care. Okay. So what he's saying, so Texas, Texas and Alabama have introduced bills or I'm sorry, they've passed bills um, that has um, basically if if a kid is transgender, you are not allowed to get them gender reassignment help. No, no hormonal therapy, no surgeries to, to any minor. Okay. Now it's not for adults. It's for minors. And this, this Scott Wiener. (laughs) I, I, I know. I'm sorry. Um, you know, he talks about, all these bills are like, oh, we we have to have, you know, parents can't be um, 
punished for letting their their kids get help and da, da, da. this is the way that they're wording this you know you know how awful these bills that they're going to that they're going to put parents in prison for for getting them gender reassignment help and and, and these poor kids are suffering and da da da, da and uh, this and that you know so we're going to pass bills that if you don't okay get this get this cuz in the state of California if you don't Give your kid, if your kid comes out and says, I, you, you have a little boy and they're like, I'm, I'm a girl. And you don't affirm their action. They can take your kids for child abuse. And, and you can spend, you, you, you can do federal time. It'll be a felony on your record. So if you decide, you know, if you if you were being a good parent and you're like, look, this, you know, this is just a, a feeling, you know, you, you're, you know, good grief. They if they what if they come in and be like, I'm a cowboy. I mean, you, you have to like uh, affirm that, too. Or, you know, I'm an astronaut or, you know, I'm an Indian or, you know, I mean, whatever, whatever else kids, you know, you know, I'm a race car driver or, you know, I'm a fireman or I'm a police, you know. So they and so can't forth. even figure out what they want to be when they grow up, but they can figure out what gender they want to be that day. Yeah. And for the rest of their lives. No, no. I asked half of my kids, what are your college plans or what do you want to do when you grow up? I don't know. I just know what song I'm listening to now. And half the time they don't even know that. I'm like, Hey, what song you listen to? I don't know. It's just got a good beat. I've got a senior. He still doesn't know what he wants to do with his life. No, you know, but yet we can give them the, the go ahead. We want to make, make it safe for them to, you know, have that gender affirming care that they need. Okay. That's right. California. Okay. Mr. Wieners. So, and not only is California that, Oh, wait, 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 no, there's another law. There's another law. Okay. So get this. Not only can they take your kids. If you are not affirming them, if you're not letting your little boy dress up and girl clothes and calling him by her, by the right pronouns and da, 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 all this bull crap. But if you are, if you are divorced, if you're divorced and you have, let, let's say the, the dad lives in Nevada or Texas or whatever. And the mom lives in California and the kid goes over there for their week or whatever it is. And that kid was like, Hey, that little boy was like, Hey, I'm a girl. The state can seize that kid and, and, terminate the rights of the dad that's in a different state by the state law it's a protection act because outside the way that they're viewed california is a sanctuary trans state so outside of the state the kid is in harm because he's not being affirmed for what he believes on the inside i mean this is this is the the bull crap i mean they're they're trying to take our kids well, yeah, because like, they I, want everybody to move there. They're sanctuary for everything, drugs, immigration, everything. Everything. Well, now there are 19 states. There are 19 states that have or will introduce laws that are similar to this. I, I'm going to name them off for you because I want you guys to know these. And again, you can find this at this sd11.senate.ca.gov. So we're looking at Colorado, Connecticut, Florida, Georgia, Illinois, 
Kansas, Kentucky, Maine, Michigan, New Hampshire, New Mexico, Oregon, Rhode Island, Vermont, Washington, and West Virginia. All of these are trying to pass the same laws. Now, not all of them are going to pass, but if any of them pass, if any of them pass, I mean, it just raises the the danger for this, okay? And you wonder why this, this episode of Real Men Talk is revolved around the election. This is the reason why the the senators, the congressmen that we that we elect is vitally important. Because if we're putting people in that write up laws like this, we're voting wrong. Mm-hmm. We're voting wrong. If we're if we're uh, uh, voting in people who are immoral, they're not going to see anything wrong with this. You know. So now, basically, what that does is, if your kid was like. Well, my my dad made me mad. I'm a little girl. Yeah, he goes. No, you're not. Ah, yep, I'm leaving. Yeah. They're gonna come, they're gonna come take me. You know. Well, I get that all the time. A girl came in today, telling me how she had this horrible home life, yada yada yada, and all it came down to was her parents disciplined her for something, took her phone away. Yeah. But I mean, you tell that to anybody else, like in this process, what my parents will affirm me, you're gone. You're out of the house now. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm sure that that they've made teachers mandated reporters and everything else. So, I mean, there's eyes and ears everywhere in the state of California now. Yes. You know, here's here's another thing. This is off of the transgenderism, but it still goes with them setting the kids up against the parents. Um, The abortion laws in the communist state of, of California. So now they're they're a sanctuary state for that too. So if if you want to say if you want an abortion, you know they've got Governor Newsom put up a a billboard that says "Need an abortion? California will help." And then at the bottom, get this, get this. I and I am not I am not kidding. I am not kidding. You can look this up for yourself. At the bottom of it, it has Mark. 1231, love your neighbor as yourself. You want to talk about satanic. This is this is a direct violation, a direct attack upon the word of God. Direct. And I don't know about anybody else. I'm appalled. I'm appalled. I'm angry about it. I'm not angry at the people who are struggling with this stuff. That's not what that's not what I'm angry at. But I'm angry at the enemy for creating these lies and confusion in our families and in our nation. Well, and it's scary. I mean, it's scary for them. I mean, they're becoming bold. I mean, when you start putting God's word into things and you're taking it and making it lies, like, you know, taking and twisting is one thing. But to take the word and to twist it and put it, I mean, that's... I that's mean, our, new step. our God is a forgiving God, but as soon as you take, I mean, that's a level of blasphemy. Yes. So, I mean, as soon as you take that, I mean, you better be ready because I mean, God, God will put up with a lot and he will put up with loving you and giving you grace and mercy and everything else. But as soon as you take his word, I mean, it's one of the unforgivable sins. So, I mean, you, he, he'll, he's vengeance is his, thus says the Lord. 
And so when he, when his time comes at the very end and revelations, when all of this is said and done, yes, and he, and he comes back. I mean, it, it will, it will all come to pass. And as soon as that does, I mean, everything, I mean, especially, I mean, I just get, I get chills thinking about that. Cause I mean, I mean, I'm a pretty bold person. Like I, I will tell you the truth and you may not like the truth, but I will tell you the truth, but that's not something that you really, you mess around with, especially no, I'm sorry. I'm stumbling over my words there because I don't really know what to say. I'm just, it's bold. Yeah, it really is. And so we're going to bring this to an end. If you've got any questions about maybe some of the laws in your state and you don't know where to find it, email me. Uh, if you got, you know, you got questions about where to vote at or, um, you, you know, anything, you, you know, uh, of how, Maybe, maybe your kid is struggling with some of these things, you know, and how to biblically, you know, what to do biblically, what to do, you, you know, how to handle it biblically. Email us. We, we will help you find help. And, um, it, you know, let let us know. You can find us. You, you can email us, real men talk, uh, real men at palaceofpraise.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, message us. Let us know. We will, we will get in contact with you we will email you back we will message you back whatever we'll, you know let us know um, and as always before we end I'd like to end in a prayer Holy Spirit teach us to be leaders of our homes of our communities and of our churches and teach us to be godly courageous men in Jesus name Amen You've been listening to Real Men Talk, brought to you by Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you would like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email, realmen at palaceofpraise.com or visit our website at palaceofpraise.com. If you're a man age 16 and up and would like to be a part of the conversation, join us at the Palace of Praise every Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. If you don't have a home church, consider joining us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Palace of Praise is located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. New episodes of Real Men Talk drop every Thursday at 5 p.m. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon, and more. Real Men Talk is a production of Palace Media Service. Real Men Talk has been brought to you this week by RLP Construction in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. For commercial contracting of all types, see RLP Construction today. And by the Jewelers Bench in Poplar Bluff. They are your one-stop shop for all your fine jewelry needs. They also do in-house repair and are your citizen watch dealer. Make sure to thank our sponsors for bringing you Real Men Talk. If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. 
we gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion.